Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. Today, we'll talk about probable selves and counterparts. Now, the entity Seth stated flatly that each of us has many probable selves. According to Seth, there is more than one you. For every major decision you made in life, if you put a lot of emotional energy into it, going back and forth about whether to take a particular path, there is another you who chose some other alternative and took a different path. You think you're the official you. So does the other you. So do a lot of other probable yous. Probable yous. Now, you don't know about one another because each of you is tuned into a specific frequency. And like a good radio, you pick up only one frequency at a time, one station, so to speak one set of sounds and sights and smells and touches. You are one of what could be a very large number of probable selves. Each one focuses in on its own reality. Now this explanation incidentally is consistent with what quantum physicists have pretty much found out. In his book Parallel Universes, Fred Allen Wolf, a theoretical physicist, explained in terms almost understandable to the layman why a substantial portion of theoretical physicists now believe that parallel universes exist. <clears throat> Points number 7, number 8, and number 38 in our list of the fantastic 40 conclusions by physicists have something to do with his explanation. And as I mentioned in an earlier discussion, uh, Sean uh, Carroll a theoretical physicist, uh, confirms his belief uh, in the uh, many worlds theory of quantum mechanics, which is what the physicists call this. Now, Seth is careful to emphasize that the existence of all these probable selves does not diminish your significance one bit. The you that you know is still very much an individual with your own identity. The existence of other probable yous doesn't lessen what you are. In fact, it enhances it. Think of yourself as part of a team of adventurous scouts exploring a new land. The experience of one scout is quite valid, but how much richer the experience when it is blended with the others. Instead of being confined to one thin line of experience, the various probable yous explore and experience the probable directions you might have taken and the lives that followed. In fact, according to Seth, if you often get a strong urge to do something, it's a pretty good sign there's a probable you who's doing it. Now, if you accept that there are, that there are a number of probable yous, then you've undoubtedly figured out there has to be something connecting all of them. Seth confirms what others theorize, that there is indeed a, quote, big you, close quote, you can call it your soul if you like, or your higher self if you want to start putting values on it. For me, big you fits pretty well. 
It has its own sense of unity as a being. Just as you have arms and legs, the big U has a number of probable U's that are a part of it. So picture yourself, the you that you know, as a circle with a smiley face. Now then, put a bunch of circles with smiley faces on a bracelet, uh, and for every major decision you made, there's another you who made another choice. So each of those is a probable you. Now combined, you and all your probable selves make up what Seth called one focus personality of the big you. So what's a focus personality? Well, when the big you decides that it wants to experience the human time-space illusion, it has to agree on the root assumptions in our reality, which are that there is time and there's space, I'm different from you, and there's good and evil, among other things. So in order to function effectively within that reality, the focus personality has to focus in very tightly on the reality around it. You know, whether you're in a traffic jam or, or uh, driving a, a boat on a, a river, you need to be aware of everything around you, and you need to be very focused tightly on what you're doing. The same thing would apply if you were operating a piece of machinery. Now, the big U energizes several focus personalities living at the same time, who are called counterparts. You and your probable selves make up one focus personality, remember. And the big U has a number of focus personalities, some in different time frames and some sharing the same time frame. Those in a different time frame from you are reincarnational selves. Those in the same time frame are counterparts. The big U also energizes groups of focus personalities in what you think of as the past and the future, even though everything's really happening now. These various focus personalities, whether counterparts or reincarnational selves, are of different sexes, races, cultures, economic and social positions, and intellectual capabilities. It means that the big you can experience a rich fabric of existence rather than just a single thread. According to Seth, you're in touch with these other parts of yourself and dreams where you probably don't remember it. And uh, if you want to accomplish something, you can draw on the talents possessed by all probable variations of all the personalities being energized by the big you. So that's a pretty positive thought. It will be much easier for you to develop those talents because they're already developed very likely by some other portion of the big you. Remember, this in no way lessens your significance. In fact, while the big you is the source of energy for creating you, you are also creating the big you. With your freedom to choose what you experience, create, and bring into focus, you change your reality and yourself. In doing so, you are also changing the reality and the essence of the big you. In fact, when it comes to who you are, Seth goes even further. We think of ourselves as being just the ego personality that we're aware of in our everyday life. Well, 
That outer ego is just the part of ourselves that deals with this particular camouflage reality. It's a necessary force that enables us to deal effectively in that reality. There's also an inner self that deals with the greater underlying bedrock reality in which we as personalities have many existences, not just other physical systems, but also realities where electrical pulses, chemicals, dreams, and other elements are the basic principles along which existence is experienced. Just as ourselves only, not ourselves as part of our big selves, the inner portion of us is open to messages from our big self, extends its perceptions through the ages and into many other realities while it also directs all the movements of the physical body of which we have no conscious knowledge, chooses the dream symbols that will be meaningful to us, and is the organizing principle for our subconscious, directing what will be delivered up to the outer ego from the subconscious to help the outer ego do its job most effectively. But, and this is a big but, there really is no separation among the inner self the outer ego and the subconscious. They are all us. So who we are, even without taking into consideration the big self, includes all the wisdom and abilities of our inner self to transcend time and gain experience in many realities. We know even at this level that death on our plane merely changes the focus of our awareness. We know that so-called physical death, <coughs> when we uh, cross that bridge, we continue to exist and change and develop as ourselves, our personality, but that we cease to project ourselves in the physical field and no longer focus within it unless we have special reasons for doing so. As many of the personalities cited in, in uh, my previous discussions have done. The ego, Seth explained, fears death because it needs to feel in control of its reality just as it fears the future, because it is not yet in control of it. But our full self, our full personality, that which we are, knows that even in the space of our physical lifetime, other portions of ourself have undergone like transformations, endless times, spirit transforming in and out of physical body. The ego part of us, understandably because of its function though, is unaware of these transformations. Now we can go to the next step of who we are. Just as there is no real separation between our outer ego and the inner self, but just an, illu an illusory uh, separation for purposes of functioning here, so there's no real separation between the focused personality that we are and our big self. As an integral part of our big self, each of us is our big self. We think of ourselves as only the focused personality portion because of our limited awareness, which is necessary to, to function here. But the more we expand that awareness, the more we realize that as an integral part of our big self, not something apart from it, we are in fact these eternal beings who span the ages with immense scope, great wisdom, and great love that exist outside time as well as in it, and outside this little universe as well as in it. So say hello to the new version of you, the entire fantastic big time, big picture you. 
and understand that whatever you do or don't do on this earth this time around, in this probability, you are already one with your inner self and your big self and doing just fine. Using your power to create with loving energy in thousands and thousands of realities and not the least bit concerned about any failures or follies that may preoccupy you at the moment. Now, isn't that wonderfully reassuring? Uh, Well, the angels have known it all along. In fact, this thought inspired me to create this little song years ago. I'll try singing it for you. Now the angels know that mankind is a whole lot more than he thinks he is. But mankind thinks something else. And the angels know that man's going to do a whole lot more than he thinks he can. But mankind thinks something else. And the angels know that you and me have got to be a whole lot more than we seem to be. There's a dream that we will someday fulfill. And they know we will. But you and me, we think something else. And with uh, that little bit of unsolicited entertainment, I'll close uh, this session. And uh, in the next session, we're going to talk about focus versus cause and effect.